Welcome to the By the Hood podcast. Before we start this episode, could you do me a favor? Could you rate and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts? And also, could you subscribe to our YouTube channel? That's at youtube.com slash by the hood. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show, that's with gratitude. Just want to say thank you to everyone who supports anything we got going on. Special shout out to all the students at By the Hood University. My brother Corey is also not on this episode because he's traveling right now, but he will be back. Listen, our platform is designed to highlight brothers and sisters who are doing amazing work in the community, building businesses, and just to show these stories. And it's all about positivity. So listen, this guest we got on right now is a good brother, man, a great supporter, and someone who I definitely want to highlight his story. His brother, Kron Riles here, man. Listen, he's a second-generation real estate investor. And I think that's important to point out and talk about. But he's also building other businesses amongst that, serial entrepreneur. So Kron, what's up, brother? How are you? What's going on, Jimmy? How are you? Oh, man, I can't complain, man. By the way, it's a fire T-shirt. I got to say that. For those watching the video, you see that shirt. That's, that's dope. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the ancestor, man. Listen, um, but let's talk. Let's, let's first of all, let's start about your background, man. Where are you from? You know, how were you raised? How'd you come up? Um, so I grew up in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, my Both my parents were postal workers. Um, and I was not the best student in school. Okay, so what, I, part of, what part of North Jersey? Um, in Newark. Newark, okay, Newark. Yeah. As the, uh, the the locals say, Newark. They, yeah, they, yeah, N-O-R-K. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm mean, like, Newark, they're like, no, it's Newark. So I we'll make sure I say that the right way, man. Shout out to everybody from Newark. But yeah, so you from Newark, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, um, yeah, I was not the best student growing up, but, you know, got through a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. So your parents both were postal workers, but, um, you know, just from knowing you a little bit, I know that you're second generation in the real estate. How'd they get into real estate? So my pops, my pops, um, around the time I was born, my pops was probably like in his 50s. Um, and he had already been doing real estate. In fact, my mom lived in one of my dad's properties. So my pops had been in the real estate for probably 20 to 25 years by the time I was born. Okay, and, so you were late baby for your pops. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was the last one. <laughs> okay, you were the last one, last one before he's done. Okay, so so I guess he was buying properties as he was working his um, you know, job at the post office, right? Yeah, and I just found out he was buying everything cash. <laughs> like <laughs> like not using any type of debt, not not really building any type of reserves. He was just saving up money, going to the auction and buying stuff cash. No, but I think that's a dope story because, you know, someone using using their nine to five, you know, taking whatever money they got and then and then going to build that uh that empire, so to speak, that that changes your life. How how did has your father's investing impacted your life? Um, so growing up it 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 did, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. So like he allowed me sometimes to help do stuff like collecting the rent. Uh, mainly because these are like the building that I lived in. It was like my cousins and my my father's friends and my mom's friends. So he allowed me like collect the rent sometimes. Uh, 
But other than that, it didn't really impact me, or at mm-hmm. least I didn't notice because I didn't even know, I didn't realize that that he was like, I knew he owned it, but I didn't realize what that meant. Okay, so when when did you come to realize that you know your father was a landlord and a property owner? Like, what? How did that come about when you realized actually what that meant? Ah oh, man, I think by the time I realized what it meant, I actually kind of resented him a little bit because I feel like there should have been more for me. Mm. Like I feel like I should have, I should have got more, I guess, from him mm-hmm. because he owned all of this real estate, and in my mind, he was doing very well. So I feel like I, when I realized it, I started to feel slighted. Gotcha. Okay, so coming up, you didn't know that he was doing what he was doing until like later on. Nah, like he had his hands in a lot of different things, and he exposed me to a lot. But I didn't know that these things made him different. Like I thought this was normal stuff. Okay, that was your normal. So you thought everybody, you know. Okay, yeah. I got you. Got you. Okay, got you. Uh, interesting. That's an interesting story. Um. But I know that you you've you've built on that, and you're doing other things outside of real estate as well. Like, so I know you're still involved in real estate management and things like that. But you um you have another company you started. Like, you know, what's the explain that company? So uh, there's there's been two iterations of it. When it first started, it was DVS Photography, and I was building a photography company and a photography studio. And more recently, I um. I built on this this idea that I had of of collaborating creatives. So it's more of a creative agency now. It's called DVS and Company. Okay, DVS and Company. And it's a creative agency. So when you say creative agency, explain to our listeners like how does that work? I mean, what kind of creatives? Is it just photography, it's art, like you know, arts? Is it uh, you know, because there's all kind of creatives. Yeah. So it- it's it's more I guess you would call it advertising arts. So the we run the gauntlet of different services. So there's web design, there's graphic design, uh, and graphic design goes into a whole deeper thing. But mm-hmm. web, but just for overview, it's web design, graphic design. There's screen printing and promotional items. Um, there is uh, photography, videography, and okay. yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. So let's let's go back a little bit. Um, you know, coming up in Newark, uh, you know, you said you weren't a great student. Did you ever uh, attend college at all? I did. I um, I came out. I came out here to go to college. So, um, high school didn't go that well. <laughs> high school, I got kicked out of um, like three or four different schools. This was by my tenth grade year, and before the um. Before the break for, what's that first break? Thanksgiving. Before mm-hmm. Thanksgiving break, the last school that I attended told me that I couldn't come back. Mm. So my parents signed me over to the state of New York, and I went to this program called the Oneonta Academy, and that's where I finished my schooling. You was wilding as a younger, huh? Youngster, huh? I, I was. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was pretty wild. I joined a gang in, like, sixth grade. And, I just ran that course and thought that that was going to be my life. So what, what, what changed for you? What, what, it, you know, the guy I know now, like this is interesting to me hearing this story because that's not who I know you to be now. So <laughs> what, what changed for you? Uh, 
I got to live with one of my uncles who, who was um, my one of my mother's brothers who was really heavy in the streets back in like the seventies and eighties. I got to live with him. He had done, he probably did about 20 years in jail off and on and living with him gave me a different perspective. He, he put, he planted different seeds in my head. He made me feel like I could do more. Okay. That's dope. Shout out to your uncle. Shout out to all the uncles out there, uh, you know, stepping up and, 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 you know, changing people's lives. Cause that's good. Cause I mean, he went through certain experiences. So I guess, you know, he, he told you about his experiences to make sure you did something different. Yeah. I used to run into some of the guys, some of my older guys were some of his young guys. So like they knew exactly who my uncle was and I was kind of, I was kind of like him. I was a lot like him actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so but, but he's the one that got you on a straight and narrow. Yeah. Yeah. He, he gave me enough. He gave me the room to, to really go off and do what I wanted. But he always coupled that with, hey, you know, you can't do this forever. You know, this is, this only, it's only two ways it's going to end for you. Like, mm-hmm. he, he always was there with, uh, with like reinforcement. Like, okay. he gave me the freedom. Like, I traveled the country when I lived with him and I was like 16. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. he gave me the freedom, but he also was like, he wanted me to do something else. Dope, dope. That's a that's a dope story. A salute to him. Um, so what got you into photography? Because that's where you said you started your your journey into the creative arts. But what what was yeah. it about photography and how that started? So the first thing was, uh, my mom bought me a couple of Polaroid cameras when I was probably in like seventh and eighth grade, and I took that I took those Polaroid cameras to heart. Like I used to travel, I used to go everywhere and take those cameras with me and take pictures of everything. And because of who my, because of some of who my family was outside, I got more access to take pictures of things that I probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. It was a, it was an escape. It was like a release. Um, but I really took it seriously when I got to college, and that that just became my thing. What, and what, and co- what college was that? What college was that? So originally I went to Catherine Gibbs and then I did some classes at, um, at UARTS. Okay. Okay. And you said, so you really got into like photography. Yeah. Yeah. That's what did it. I was in, I was a visual arts major or interactive media design is what they called it too. But photography took it for me. Photography was it. Got you. All right. That's interesting. Um, so let me ask you this. Who would you consider to be, you know, um, some of the best photographers, right? So if someone's interested in, say, photography, I don't know anything about photography, whose work would you show them to say, this is talent? Um, honestly, there's some people that are around me. So, like, there's some there's some older guys. Philly, Philly interests me in photography because there's a lot of history here with photographers. Okay. So... There's um some of the old heads like Milton Perry or or um or Raymond Washington. Like there's there's these phenomenal older guys that Milton Perry was a he's been a phenomenal fashion photographer since like the seventies. Mm-hmm. And Raymond shoots commercial photography and so like you'll see a lot of advertisements that are his work. 
okay. that are like shot in the city in and around the city. So those are probably the type of guys that I would show. Like I, Philly has has a and always had a, a crazy plethora of black photographers mm-hmm. that were like working at the higher levels. It's interesting, right? So a lot of a lot of people may not even know that. Um, yeah, want to know that 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 history is there. Oh, interesting. So how did so how did you go from you know okay I just like photography to turning it into a business and then expanding that business to now doing a creative agency? Like, what does that look like? Um, the, the 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 entrepreneurial side of a photographer. So the. The agency was always one of the goals, and I picked up some mentors in photography because I was most interested in that. So after I picked up some mentors in photography, photography became the goal. Like photography was, photography is my calling card. Like it's it's the thing that I'm able to stand on when I step to other creatives. Like, hey, we should collaborate. I may have some work that's coming down the pipe that, that fits your aesthetic that gives me a leg to stand on because I'm pretty accomplished in photography. Mm -hmm. Um, The, the building the business around it piece for me, getting understanding photography was the main thing first. And then it was the business second. Like I wanted to, I wanted to grow into mastery of photography before I really focused on the business. Okay. Okay, but so I had people around me who were like way more focused on the business, so I got to learn the business as I was growing my mastery. So w- within the creative space, would you say that's kind of like? Right, so a lot of times, let me preface it by saying this: I know a lot of creatives who are amazing at what they do, and when you hear them as they get older, they always talk about not knowing the business, just focusing on the creative side, right? So there's yeah. that there's a dichotomy there. Like you want to be the best at what you do, but I, it's almost like you have to know some of the business in order to, you know, kind of scale up or what have you. Like, yeah. How, how, do, how, what is that struggle like? You know what I mean? Because you said you want to focus on that piece before you get to the business, but you're also yeah. building a business and you don't want to, you know, lose on the way yeah. up. Yeah. So I'd say I spent, I spent, I actually probably spent more time building the business and didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, we ran a photography studio. It's still up now. It's just a different name. But we ran a photography studio. So I had to learn the business because I had to figure out how I was going to pay my studio rent. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So what I ended up learning, I ended up learning more about just the business of photography. I ended up learning more about the business of being a creative. Okay. Because there's a there's a lot of minutiae. That's why you always hear that creatives rather just create than actually do the business side. It's, there's a lot of minutiae in there, contracts, paperwork, understanding what, understanding like their rights to the things that they create, and licensing yeah. issues, all of that stuff makes the work of being a creative a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I always hear like, you know, stories, uh, the horror stories from the amazing creatives. And they say, if I only knew the business, I would be here and I'm not here. You know, yeah. so I, I think about that. So let me ask you this. Um, in building this agency out, you know, uh, do you, are you still active in the real estate? I know that you, um, 
I think that you still are active in real estate too, right? Yeah. So um, my wife and I, we purchased a, uh, a quad in 2019. So we have a four unit. Um, we helped my mother-in-law out a little bit with her duplex. Okay. And I, um, I formed a, uh, formed an LLC to help our father out with his properties. Gotcha. So that LLC is me, my, me, my father and my siblings. Okay. Okay. So I guess like you came along, you know, at the acquired these properties trying to work on the organization piece, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How's that going? Just- <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Uh, so I formed the LLC cause like, you know, LLCs can act as holding companies. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think that I would get my dad to agree to a trust. So I'm like, all right, if I form an LLC, I'm pretty sure dad can sign over the property to the LLC because he's a part of it. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason that I did it. And when I first formed it, he didn't want to do that. (laughs) Gotcha. So the idea was, all right, cool. We'll just help you by managing the properties. That's what we'll do. Like, we'll just manage everything for you. He kind of didn't want us to do that at first either. <laughs> so we were a little bit in limbo, like trying to figure out, all right, are we going to buy something? Are we gonna, like, what are we going to do then? And so he recently came back around and was like, you know what? I do want to sign over the properties to you guys. Okay. I think he's doing it so he can go buy more properties, but whatever. <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> no, that's interesting. So I got two questions that I'll come off of that, right? So so because you own these properties, um, you own multiple properties, you have multiple uh, income streams from the rents, how does that help you on the creative side, right? Because a lot of creatives don't have that other side, that other stream of income. How does that help you as a creative having that other stream of income? Um. So the way the agency works is I partner with other creatives that have specialties. Okay. So it, it really allows me to fight for my team. Like I'll turn down work if my team don't like it. Gotcha. Like if I know I need, if I know I need my screen printer or if I know I need my graphic illustrator and the project that we're looking at maybe doesn't sit well with them morally, I'm not going to push them to be like, yo, we should really take this project because it's going to be X, Y, and Z. I'll, I'll turn it down. Yeah, see, that's the, power, that's the power of assets, right? Um, yeah. Assets give you that that ability to kind of like, you know, so a lot of times people say, I don't want to work at all, but I don't even think it's about that. I think it's about being able to do what you want to do, right? So because yeah. you get fulfillment sometimes by putting in work, but it's also making to be able to choose the projects you work on. And I guess, you know, yeah. real, real estate is giving you that ability. That's amazing. Um. And it's also interesting. The other part that came from that is family business. How difficult is it working with family, right? Because it's almost impossible for me. But how difficult <laughs> is it with you, like the, the whole idea of a family business? Um, so I'm the youngest and there's like large gaps. The next youngest, I'm 36. The next youngest is maybe 52. I think Jamal's 52. Yeah. Because the middle, she is exactly 20 years older than me. So she's like 56. Okay. So, there's, <laughs> so there's gaps there. So so how does that work in terms of bumping heads when you guys trying to make decisions? So I I honestly, because they're so much older than me, I honestly, um, I try to sit back. Like I'll let, them, I'll let them know my intentions or what I think should be done. 
But if they start talking around that, like I just kind of let them, like they're the elders, you know, I'm going to just let them yeah, do their absolutely. thing. Absolutely. And then sometimes we get right back to where, to where, to where I said, but. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you got to let things play out, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I respect that. I respect that. That's the biggest thing that I learned from, from doing this. Like I just kind of, I just kind of let the elders just, I'm here. Like, no, that, that's, that's an amazing lesson, man. That's an amazing lesson um, in, in business and in life. Sometimes, like, you just have to let things play out. You just you just do. Um, so let me ask you this. What does the future hold for you? So you have the real estate portfolio that, you, that you've built. You know, your, your father has built and you guys are, collab- you know, bringing your properties together. You have the um, creative agency. Um, you love photography and you're a master at your, you know, photography. What does the future hold? What are some of the things you want to work on in the future? Um, so the photography studio is its own thing and the photography studio, we are, um, we so plan that's on launching. That, hold on, not to cut you off. That's a separate business. So yeah. It's have, called the gallery. So you have a photography studio that you run, but then you yeah. also have a creative agency and you have, yeah. a you got your so hands everywhere. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. I do not run the photography studio. I bought in a partner, uh, maybe 20. 18 maybe 2019 bought in a partner his name's taylor genius i bought him in and he runs the day-to-day operations of the the next piece of that is to help some of these younger creatives grow in their create in their creative in their space um so our photography studio isn't just a place that photographers can rent we also help them along. Like I understand the photography business. Taylor's a dynamic creative. So like, we're also here to help them with lighting. I'll put the lighting or the business of photography, just, just, uh, helping them actually create a business out of the thing, out of their passion. Okay. Got you. Got you. All right. Yeah. So, one other thing I realized through this conversation is how you are strategic with your partnerships. Like, so you don't mind partnering with someone to kind of help your business grow or put your business in the right path. Cause so you got the photography studio, the creative agency, the real estate piece, and you have partners and you figure out a way to make that work. Um, first question I have about that is how difficult is that? Because I know a lot of people don't have, they have trust issues and, and it's difficult for them to do that. Like, so for you, you seem to willing to have partners. I've, I've always been super collaborative. Like that's, that's always been one of my things. One of the first things that I ever did is like a business venture. My cousin, she used to own a bunch of daycares in Newark and she hired me to clean up daycares after school. I might've been in like seventh grade. So I did that. I did it for maybe, maybe two weeks so I could get a real understanding of the job. And then I brought in my friends to clean. <laughs> so, so that's, that's always been your thing huh <laughs> yeah yeah i brought in my friends to clean and i took less money but i also didn't have to do anything and i made money mm, and so that, that's when you figured it out right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this along this journey uh, getting to where you are today you know with the multiple businesses with the properties and all that what has been the biggest hurdle that you've had to overcome Honestly, um, so like I said, I was I joined a gang when I was young. The hardest thing for me was to um, think about life 
normally. Uh, I, I purposely conditioned myself to be the best member of the, the gang that I was, that I could be. And that comes with a lot of, um, that comes with like a lot of mental strings. So I had to, one, get past the idea that I was going to live longer than 18 or 21. I had to get past that. Mm -hmm. Then there was the, I have to get past that people are my enemy. I had to get past the idea that everything wasn't a battle, that everyone wasn't trying to hurt me. I had to get past, like, those are the things, those are my biggest hurdles and, and are things that I still struggle with today. I still have nightmares like I still have like I see a therapist I've been seeing a therapist once a week every week for at least like a decade how's that how's that helped you in your in your journey it's helped a lot so it's it's helped me develop coping mechanism the hardest thing to get past is the uh is like the waking up out of my sleep part but other than that I think I've I think I've acclimated good to society it's almost like it's almost like re-entering society because I joined the gang so early and I allowed that to be such a big piece of me so early that at 20 something, I had to re-enter society and think about things different. I used to sit in Rittenhouse Square and just like watch people interact with each other. <laughs> wow, man, that's heavy. That's heavy right there. But listen, um, you, you've done it. You've done the work. Like I said, when you when I when I hear this story about you, this is like you know a, a little shocking to me because I, I you know what I mean like, I, I know I know how accomplished you are and um you know how, how smart you are and some of the things that you're into now. So to think that you know the story you're telling of who you were, that's kind of like, but that that's 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 a testament to your, your change you've made. So you know, congratulations, first and foremost. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite book or something that's helped you along this journey? One of the first, it was an audio book that my brother sent to me because he realized that I was struggling um, with, with like changing my mindset. It's called uh, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Okay. Napoleon Hill, yeah. And I don't, I don't really get down with a whole bunch of like the motivational mindset stuff, but like that book, that book meant a lot to me. Just that there was, in the book, there's this conversation that, that he's having with the devil, and that just resonated with me so much. So that that's probably one of my favorite books. I think I read it. At this point, I probably pick it up like once every couple of years. Okay. All right. That's a, that's a new one. But I do I do recognize that book. Though. That's a new one. So listen, man, Um, this is an amazing story you told. I want to, first of all, just thank you for your time, and thank you for being so open and willing to share those stories because, you know, you're going to help somebody along the way. So I want to say thank you about that and wish you much continued success as you build out your real estate empire, you build out the creative agency and, you know, the photography studio. So um, you know, I just want to say thanks for your time. Um, I want to make sure for the audience, I'm going to share uh, the social media links and, and links to the different projects that he's working on so you guys can take a look out at everything he has going on, specifically with the DVS agency. It's DVS agency, right? DVS and company. DVS and company. Got you, got you. So listen, man, just want to say thanks again. Um, appreciate you. And uh, that's an amazing story you got, bro. You got to live in a movie. <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> Got to get the creators on making a, making a documentary or something, man. But <laughs> so listen, um, to audience out there, again, just want to say thank you for everything. Make sure you check out everything Crimes Got going on. I'm going to put those links uh, within the show notes as well as the description. Stay in tune with everything that we have going on. Um, we appreciate you. Uh, take a look at bythehood.com. We have a new design website, which is bythehood.com. Where you, if you go to bythehood.com, by the way, you get a free webinar on an intro to the stock market. So definitely go check that out. I think I got that one already. No, uh, yeah, listen, <laughs> listen. No, this, this one is a webinar we did. It's a free webinar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but this is free. We're giving we giving this away for free to everybody. Um, you know, just as a way to say, you know, thank you for all the support that we get, and also just to get people that may not have gotten involved in the market yet. Just a little bit of exposure and tell them why. But you know, we still out here trying to do trying to do good work. Um, Quran is doing good work, man. And anything you need from us, we're here to support you, bro. For sure. Same. Absolutely, man. So listen, for the audience out there, as we always say, it's not about how much money you make, it's about how much you keep. Game elevates, and we shall see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace. Yeah.